What's going down, party people? It is your girl. You know what time it is right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between with none other, the undisputed, undeniable Cole Phillips, the radical redhead. You like that? Did you like that? Mm. Okay, whatever. So, first of all, let me just tell you, I'm, I'm not going to be doing the news you absolutely cannot use. Let me get that out of the way right now. I know, I know, I know you enjoy it. It's great. I know. But the reason I'm not doing it is because I have a special guest. And when we have special guests, I don't like to torture my guests regarding my therapy. And it's actually a special guest. He's my son. You guys know I love some family freestyle. I got to throw it in now and then. And it's the mini me of the two. Did you know that? What would they make TJ? I, that's not important. I, did you know that you were the mini me? That's, that's what we talk about. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, let's talk about if you go back to an earlier episode where Sean P, a.k.a. the Perrette. I, see, I can't. I just, you made that name. Are you kidding? I can't get it out now because I'm, I'm already thrown from the earlier spot. I'm going to get it together because this is important. So Sean, <laughs> a.k.a. the prophetic professor. Mm-hmm. I coined him that. I did. You like it, though. You said you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he talks more than he's doing right now. Trust me. Uh, so, yeah, he's my special guest today. And I'm excited to have my baby boy, my mini me. Now, let me tell you why I say he's my mini me. He is my mini me because he's a lot like me. And he looks like me. And he talks not like me. His voice is way deeper, which would be weird if mine was deep like that. But if you remember the last time he was here, he didn't sound so manly. Not true. You didn't. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If someone rolled a clip, I'd sound exactly the same. No, you want to sound the same, son, but it's not happening. Okay? It's just not. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They don't want to be taller. I've never heard of any young men but mine that don't want to grow anymore. The oldest, TJ, he referred to, doesn't want to grow anymore because if he gets to a certain height, it makes it difficult for him to stay in the position of uh, a shortstop in baseball is what, uh, he, what he says. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. So, so the other one, which how tall are you now? I'm six one. There you go. So, so he's six one. He doesn't want to grow too much more because in acting, which we will talk about in our topic today, a kid with a purpose, uh, this gentleman here don't want to get too tall because he'll be out of frame. Am I correct, son? Yes. Can't see my co-stars. And I just explained to him that you have uh, Will Smith and Dwayne Johnson. It's not extreme. Like 6'6", six, six, right? I, don't, I honestly don't know how tall they are. I just know they're tall. They're tall. They're tall. I'm just saying. Anyways, that's not the point. We're talking about today a kid with a purpose. You're a kid. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Sometimes you don't act like one. You act like you're 80. I'm just saying. I wish you guys could see his facial expressions. Oh, I thought they could. They can't. They can see some of them right now if they're listening to the audio, which would be the podcast and not the video. By the way, you guys really should watch the videos. I post them. Just saying. That's not the point. The point is, son, how are you? I'm good. Good. Let's talk, shall we? Sure. Let's have a candid conversation about a kid with a purpose, okay? (laughs) So, first of all, why don't we talk about how this whole pandemic and the coronavirus and all that's affected you right now? What would you say? Well, I mean, it's made me a lot bored like everyone else my age. There's not a lot of things to do. 
I mean, we always get put on quarantine or lockdown. Hashtag in prison. Um, <laughs> in prison? There's not a lot of things. Being at home with me is prison? To a certain degree sometimes, yeah. Do tell. Share. Uh, let's see. Can't go outside? You can go outside. I never said you couldn't too go outside. Hot. Okay, you don't too hot. Go outside. We too live hot. in Texas, okay? Everybody remember, we live in Texas. So it's not that you can't go outside. You just don't go outside. Fine. Um, uh-huh. Let's, let's keep going. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's mostly the hot thing, okay? The hot thing. The heat and, you know, everything going on with the coronavirus and quarantine. Uh-huh. And everyone have to stay six feet apart. You can't really go to a lot of places. Oh. Like gatherings. Those were all cut off. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking about going to Comic-Con. Comic-Con? But, yeah, that's an event for... Uh, yeah, enlighten me. I'm, I'm totally, like, blindsided right now. I'm not prepared. <gasps> I did my own sound bite. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're saying for people who like comics and um, convention where other people hang out. Oh, so like I was actually interest. so I was actually on point being comedic and didn't even know it. Look at there, high five for mom. You don't have to so dis- social distance with me. I'm your mother. Boom. Okay. Anyhow, kid with a purpose. You are a kid with a purpose, though. In all seriousness, talk about how you got to the place of finding acting being your thing. Well, I would say it was around fourth or fifth grade, one of those, probably fifth, because I was getting into sixth grade, about to go to Ed Wilkie, and so transferred me to this Coppell school this where I didn't know anyone. Salty. He's still this big salty. Anyways, school. you were saying. I mean, I love my place. You were saying. I was saying mm-hmm. it was around fifth grade mm-hmm. when I got the lead role for Thomas O'Malley. Mm-hmm. And, well, she calls it a lead role. I would call it, like, the second biggest role. So, like... It was the lead. No. Supporting wasn't. actor then. If you want to call it that? If you anything, the lead role would have been the Aristocats because they were the background. And they're called the Aristocats. Alley Cats, Aristocats. Okay. Any, anyways, it was a pretty big role, was my point. hmm So, around that time, mm-hmm. I was doing my play because then... I hadn't got any big roles. Most of my roles in plays, which I all did, were either minor or like just background characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then when she gave me this lead role, I kind of liked it. I mean, I wasn't, (laughs) I was pretty excited because I had got a lead role since then. Yeah. So yeah, that's when I started to like acting. Yeah. Well, so what was it about acting that you found made you come alive? Like, and when I say come alive, like it just excites you. And it's one of those things that drives you to continue to be better at. Well, I would say the acting part, like one of the, no, the best thing I love about plays, which is why I do them is acting it out, portraying a different character and, you know, showing the audience that a story, that's what acting is. It's an art form of a story. Yeah. So here's what's really cool about this. Like, you know, your brother found his thing in baseball very young, right? Your brother was what, five, we might as well say, right? And you probably wouldn't remember that because you were like three. But my point is he was five. He started playing baseball and it was like, we just knew that was going to be his thing. For you, it came a little later, right? Yeah. um, I want to add something to that. Uh, Yeah. Apparently when I got to Coppell, there was a bunch of other people I knew who did acting. I'm not talking about uh, plays, school plays. I'm talking about actual like target commercials. I mean, 
this guy um i know ishan follow him mm -hmm. um trying to give him shout out mm -hmm. uh he has a show he did yeah one he um did a voiceover yeah can't remember the show right now it's okay but he's done voiceovers he's done tv shows like little america mm -hmm. i mean and when I heard it, I was like, no way, get out of here. That's not possible. <laughs> but then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, then how are the kids on TV shows? And then he showed me, and I'm like, huh. Well, I seem a little late on this. And he was talking about how he had agents, you know, they get him into roles and leads. Mm -hmm. And other my other friends who do acting, they're way ahead of me. They've done several plays. I mean, they've done well, not. I always say Broadway because I don't know what other way to say out of school play. What is that called? That would be a Broadway style okay. play. I mean, they've that's, done, it's still in the same family. They've done pretty plenty of Broadway plays and most of them have done voiceovers. I mean, I'm like, I feel like I'm a little late on this. I mean, how am I going to start my career if I'm so far behind? And when I just get started in acting, but so that's a good point. And I'm glad you said that. The thing is, I think everyone has a season and a timing for all things. Right. And, you know, we talk about that. And although your brother say found his thing at five, right. It's still the, the ultimate goal is to be a professional baseball player. That's the ultimate goal. We know that for your brother, for you, the ultimate goal is to win an Oscar. I just threw that out there. I'm sorry. It's not his ultimate goal, but I'm just saying, you know, Golden Globe, Oscar, Tony Awards, all that fun stuff and acting. I love it. I want to be able to cheer you on and all that fun stuff, but that's not about me. It's about you. So my point, <laughs> there is a timing for all of that. And I know we've talked about the fact that you felt you were behind, but I feel like you needed to find that thing that really you were going to be consistent in, that you were going to be disciplined in. And I see that, but I also understand there should be a time to be a kid. Because if you think about the responsibilities of getting into the world too soon of acting, and I'm sure, just like you said, you're around kids who are on TV shows, who have agents, who are doing commercials and things of that nature. There's a level of pressure and, and there's a level of um, responsibility that goes beyond being a kid. And as your parent, for me, I'm guarding the fact of you only have a very short time to be a kid. The rest of your life, you have to be an adult. And we've talked about that. And so I think... And I don't think you're behind. I think that your talent will speak for itself. And quite frankly, you'll be more mature to handle certain things when you get to certain places within the industry, which we both know will happen because you did Thomas O'Malley. What was the next role you had? We'll go with the big one, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Just to um, clarify, mm -hmm. those are all school play roles. Not the point. Okay. See, see the role. problem with the prophetic professor, can I just tell you, is that um, he believes that it, because they are small, and if I may throw a little Bible at you, because you know I will, uh, God says, do not despise small beginnings, son. So although it may be small to you, this is building character, and it's building your stamina and your ability to have endurance to do bigger and better. But anyhow, I'm going to get off of that. My point is, your next big role was... The genie. The genie of? Aladdin. The beauty in that was this for me, that not only did you play the role of the genie, but you played the role of one of your favorite actors, which is? Will Smith. And he was doing it around the same time. That was funny. It's cause I actually, now that, that made me laugh when I heard of it. Because before, when we were casting, like, 
trying to cast for a genie, mm-hmm. I thought about it in my head, like this one thought, like, don't be weird. You know, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool if Will Smith could be the genie of Aladdin. I thought of it and I'm like, you know, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. And I don't know what, but then like a few days later, I saw this trailer for him, the genie at Aladdin. I'm like, huh, what'd you look at there? Exactly. So think about where you are now, right? And obviously boredom, I get it, but you are in another play. What play is that? No. Uh, Annie, Annie. Oh, wow. Did you really just do that? I'm sorry. Being a billionaire is a lot of work. <laughs> and that would be who he's playing. Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> yeah, good segue. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. So when you think about kids right now who are struggling with obviously coronavirus, right? And they have ideas of career paths they want to go in or, you know, just different ideas of what they find makes them come alive and drives them when it comes to passion and purpose, right? What would you say right now with this space that we're in, what are you you doing to keep things moving? Because yes, we have this play, which is great, but again, we don't know what's ahead of us. So what are you doing right now to keep things sharp for yourself as it relates to your career and what you desire to do? Well, on the topic of that, I don't know if this is going way off topic, but here we go. uh, I want to say something that relates to that. Yes. One of the hardest things I think and one of the only things that I can say I don't like mm-hmm. about plays, and this is the worst part, this is the funniest part, is memorizing the scripts. That that's always the hardest part. The beginning of the beginning of the week or month when mm-hmm. you're doing the play, starting it, you have to memorize it and all the songs, and you keep on going over and over. And the way I memorize it, you and me and you go over it. Yeah. I would say a line, ninety five percent of the time I would like say it but I would say it in a different way and then I have to correct myself so I can get it right. And then I just have to be doing that over and over and over and over until it was just down by memory, which kind of sucked. I got annoyed by that a lot of times, but I would do it because I love performing the play more than having to go over the script. And that's my point. A kid with a purpose should have, when you know, the reason behind why you're doing something, the, the drive is different. And so what you just said actually was right on point because that quote that I told you about that I'm literally reminding myself of constantly, which is success is simple, right? And we've, we've talked about it. Success is fit simple. People make it hard because they lack either consistency, discipline, patience, or having the right people. What you just talked about was being consistent in the daily discipline of what it is to be an actor, which of course, part of it that you don't like is memorizing the lines. Right. But I think something else, and you can tell me this, something else that you don't really care for is the part of um, having to do the script verbatim, right? The improv improvisation that you don't, you're not allowed to do because you're very much improv guy. Like you like to throw your own little spin and things, right? Didn't we just improv this whole thing? I mean, it's candid conversation. So, of course, I'm I'm the queen of improv, but that's not the point, son. Oh, oh many me. That's you why you're a say. many me. I do. I segue well. You're mm. welcome. Okay. But my point, son, <laughs> the, the fact that when you think about the daily disciplines that are required to be an actor, and especially going to the level that you want to go, we talk a lot about being typecast, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something you don't want. And why don't you want to be typecast? Well... One, I'm pretty sure I know what genre of typecast okay. type yes. I would go into. 
if I were to get typecast, mm-hmm. which is either always a background character okay. or a side character or a character's best friend. One of those, like, not main characters or which the one I think I would actually become if I got over 6'4 oh, is go. a tall friend that the protagonist always knows. He's like, hey, Rob, how you doing up there? He's like, not much. I'm chilling. Okay. Thank oh. you so much. Yeah. No, no, no. Just stop. Sure. The, yeah. The, <laughs> what is your issue with being typecast though? Like, what is the issue with it? Because you're still working. Yes, because I'm like getting the same roles. And if I get the same roles, I can't really um, progress in my acting. So I can't get better and learn from like mistakes. Because like, I think like right now, I probably change my perspective as I get older. But I think now, like if you do a bad movie or play, you learn from that and you learn what not to do in a different play. So if I always get typecast in like a bad play or like bad movies or roles as the tall person, Mm -hmm. then I can't get anywhere out of that. Like I'm always going to be in the genre of being, Hey, we hire him. He's tall. He can stay in the background. And that goes to typecasting in any situation. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question is because you and your brother are so different. Right. You're vastly different. And I think oftentimes what happens is that you have kids who have older brothers and sisters and they're like, oh, you don't play sports like your brother, you know. And what I can appreciate about who you are and what you and your brother both do very well is you stand firm in who you are and how you're made. And and I believe and you tell me if, if different, but I believe your dad and I do a good job of making sure you guys are treated for who you are and not who we want you to be. I think that's important. Oh, he smiles. Is that a yes? Do I get yeah, a, did I get yeah. approved? Mm-hmm. Yay. So what would you tell the kids out there who are struggling going back to just, just helping them be a kid of, of purpose, right? Being a kid with a purpose, what would they do right now when it comes to the things that either they're interested in or things they know they really want to do? What would you say to them to help them get back on track or to stay on track? Well, I would say to stay on track. Uh, if something's hard, but you really like doing it. Like say, let's say uh, you like doing sports. It's my brother's play it's sports. His thing. Yeah. Uh, let's say you like doing basketball, but no, no, let's say football. Let's say you like sports was fine. You were good. Yeah. <laughs> let's say you love doing football and you want to be a receiver and you can catch for days and you and your friends, they throw you balls and you just run plays like normal. And then football season starts and you're so hyped because, you know, you're going to make a team and you know you're good because you can always catch and you don't drop the ball. But let's say you come across an obstacle, which is memorizing the plays. And that's one thing that you don't like doing because you can't remember what to do or how to do it. And the thing I would say to get over that is just think about how you love catching because plays come into part like challenges are always going to be there and you're going to have to go through them. So if you want to do like what you love, then you're going to have to overcome those challenges or get used to them in order to do what you love. You know, boy, sometimes you just make me so proud. My heart just did a flutter flitter something. 
Was that, that, just, that was so profound. That was from off, a kid. That was off the top 13. of my head. Yeah, I know. That's why you're the prophetic professor. I was trying to think of that while I was talking. You did which good. Is why I was stuttering. That's why you're my kid. Candid conversations with Cole and the kid. There it is. Mm. <laughs> well, guys, look, I hope you got some fun out of uh, our freestyle family moment, a kid with a purpose, because that's just what we do. And I always like to incorporate family into my life because it is a big part of my life, as you all know. And I always feel it's important that a kid gets to voice their opinions on what's happening, not only in our world, but just in general. So thank you, son, for coming on and doing this with me today. No problem. Yeah. Anything you want to say to the people before we go? You already had your profound moment? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. that's fine. Well, here's the thing. If you enjoyed this, guys, you know what to do. Go on No Ordinary Church Girl, both on Facebook and Instagram. Drop it in the DM or comment when you see any type of post. We'd love to hear from you. Love to engage with you about it. And, of course, you can follow the prophetic professor. That is his handle, Sean P., and follow all the things that's going to be happening with him, the future Oscar Golden Globe Tony Award winner. and Oscars. Okay, whatever. That's it. That's all. And as I always say, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. I love you. We'll see you again soon. Bye.